You're listening to the Moms Making Moves Today podcast. Listen to moms share their stories, lessons, and best practices on how they're crushing it in business, health, faith, and their communities, plus so much more. Here's your host, Andrea McCoy. Hello, welcome to Moms Making Moves Today podcast. I am your host, Andrea McCoy. Thank you for joining us. If you're a first-time listener, welcome, welcome. If you're a returning listener, thank you for coming back and spending time with us. Today, we are going to hear from Dr. Carpenter. She is a mom of four, including surprise twins, and a physician. Dr. Carpenter learned the hard way how important it is to create a habit of self-care no matter how little time you have available, as well as how to let go of that mommy guilt. Yes, we know about that. She says sometimes you feel like you have to be perfect, that perfect mom, perfect career woman, perfect wife, and on and on. In attempts to perfect your life, you sometimes leave someone out. Who do you leave out? Yourself. Every day you're going through that routine. You don't get that time to hang out with your girlfriends, your husband, or even just that time to spend by yourself. Today during the show, we talk about motherhood, careers, as well as diving in and making sure you have that community that holds you accountable, that is there to lift you up and support you and say, you know what? You got this, sis, and we're going to be here for you. Let's jump into the conversation. Thank you for joining us today on Moms Making Moves Today podcast. I am so excited for other moms to hear your story today. Today is dynamic. It's going to change lives as well as impact moms that are just trying to make moves with multiple children. So we're going to jump right in and tell me about your motherhood journey and just share some great insights into where you are today. Well, thank you so much, Andrea, for having me on your show. I'm super excited. So my motherhood journey, I guess, sort of started a little bit untraditionally. So I am a physician by training. And my first daughter I had in my second year of medical school, which for most people and for most of my professors apparently was untraditional. So I was determined that I was not going to take any time off of school just because I had this little baby. And so between me and my husband, we just made it work. I took my exams, had a little time off because she was born in the fall. So we had Christmas break and New Year's holiday to be able to recover. And then I started right on back to school, just like nothing ever happened. Yeah. How did you do that? (laughs) Let's see, stubbornness, a little bit of crazy, some determination. You know, looking back, do I think that I would do anything differently? Probably not. I was so looking to the end. Medical school is four years, and I'm like, if I take time off, it's a whole entire year. There's no maternity leave in medical school. And I didn't want to do a whole nother year. So, and and at this time, I should probably say that too, I grew up in Ohio, so more Midwest, and I went to medical school in New Jersey. 
So total culture shock, you know, the East Coast way of life, even some of the words, you know, were different from what I grew up using, soda versus pop. (laughs) I understand. I'm an East Coast girl, so. (laughs) So it was a big culture shock and we were there by ourselves and now we had this little baby and just trying to make it through and we were like, okay. Soon as we're done with medical school, we're going back home, and that's just that. So that was kind of at the end. Okay. Fast forward, after medical school is internship, and then I found out I was pregnant in internship, and this was towards the end. I kept it a big secret, actually, from most of my intern colleagues, because there was such a stigma for me in medical school, being a woman and having a family. It was almost... I mean, dare I say it was frowned upon almost, Uh you know, like, how dare you use your uterus that God gave you to actually have a family while you're pursuing medicine. And so I just didn't want to be stigmatized because of it or have to explain anything. So I didn't tell anybody until there was no way to hide it. And he was born in September. So I finished my internship in July and he was born in September and then in between basically I did end up taking a year off in between training so I had a little less than a whole year with him at home which was completely different because again I had been on the go all the time with my first baby and now I'm essentially a stay-at-home mom which was different. I can imagine how did you handle because I can probably feel that there was overwhelm, a little bit of anxiety, because here you are now with two young babies, still pursuing your dream in school. Then also, before you had your son, you were hiding it. So it was one of those, a lot of weight that Mm -hmm. I'm sure you had to deal with. How did you handle all that? It was definitely a lot of weight. And I think I didn't realize that until years later. Fortunately, I have a very in my family who was back home being a support and, you know, just the prayers and things like that. I know definitely made a difference. And throughout that time, I mean, I will say, again, looking back, I was probably a little bit depressed from going from this, you know, working doctor to now stay at home mom. And I'm going to say shout out to the stay at home moms because of all the jobs being a mom and a working mom, I think stay at home mom is probably the hardest because you are at work all day. All day. All day, every day. No breaks. <laughs> and I was feeling that. I literally was feeling that every day. My husband would get up and go to work and I was trying to you know, make sure that I was like keeping the house clean and cooking, you know, doing all of those kind of like traditional things. And I started doing Insanity. I don't know if you remember when Insanity came out. Yes, the workout, like serious. The workout, yes, because I think I literally felt like, okay, if I don't do something, that's exactly what I'm going to be, insane. <laughs> and I was doing that workout and it was just a way for me to almost release the frustrations and, you know, kind of like, what am I doing in my life right now? Even though it was a year, it was just a huge change. And so that part was definitely very interesting. I liked being at home with my son. And I love that because people talk about, especially in medicine, you know, women, we talk about that work-life balance. And for me, I feel like the phrase is definitely, it's a little bit misleading. Uh 
I kind of related to the Goldilocks phenomenon. Okay, is it just right? Because just right would be 50-50. And the reality of it is that if we continue to try to make our life 50-50, we're always going to fall short every single time. Because that's just not the way that life works. You end up, some days you're doing more work and less family time. And then the next week you may have a ton of family time and just less work. Overall, like you said, it ends up balancing out to 100%, but it's almost like an ebb and flow. Oh, yeah. And it's okay. I think us as moms, when we feel like, okay, maybe my child has this event, but I also have this work event, how do I choose between the two? Now, if I don't choose my child's event, then that guilt sits in. And sometimes your child is like, I'm okay. All right, Mm -hmm. mom, you were here for all these other events. This one particular one doesn't make or mean that you love me less. But us as moms, we're like, oh, that just made me this bad mom or I wasn't there. How did you deal with like just the mom guilt? Because I know probably when you decided to really go back to work, it's like, now what? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mom guilt is real. And if I'm being completely honest, I still occasionally suffer from the mom guilt. I actually had someone put it to me a different way. And I kind of love this. When you feel like you're having that mom guilt, especially when it's in relation to work versus a school program or a school trip or something, think about it this way. That job or your career, whatever it is that you're doing, is the reason why your child can afford to do those special things. So if you look at it that way, you're still providing. You're just providing in a different way. You're showing up for your kids just in a different way. And I think that perspective, because that's really what it is, it's perspective. Actually, (laughs) this is funny too. I was talking to my husband one day because I had just done this conference It was all women physicians and we were all talking about this mom guilt thing, right? And I said to my husband, I said, so how come there's no such thing as dad guilt? Mm. And he looked at me and saw that I was serious and he just started laughing. And I said, think about that. If you're going out, let's say you and the guys are going, you know, to a game or whatever you have planned, you don't feel guilty that the kids are with the babysitter or, you know, that I'm at home with the kids and have to figure it out. Like, are you concerned? Hey, do you have everything covered? Do you need me to do do something? Absolutely. But there's no guilt. You walk out that door, you don't think about the kids or what, you know, are they okay? None of that. But we as moms, we go out with our girlfriends on the rare occasion, if you're anything like me, the rare occasion that you say yes to that girlfriend invite, right? And then you're like checking your phone, texting the sitter, texting the husband. Hey, is everything okay? Yes, they're okay. Go have fun. (laughs) (laughs) And when you get back home, they will still be there and you will not have missed a beat and all of that kind of stuff. And so for whatever reason, we take on all these. (laughs) So, all right, where's the other two? (laughs) So I'm a mom of four and all right, so we had some time again. By this time, let me see, by this time I had moved to Florida and I was working a job in Florida. So my kids 
My daughter was 10 uh-huh. and my son had just recently turned six. So they're about four years apart, almost exactly four years. And lo and behold, I find out that I'm pregnant again. And by this time, you know, I'm in my career and I'm practicing and I'm like, I was not planning on having any more kids. You know, I'm like, I got a girl, I got a boy. There's two of of them. Life is good. And I can say there's some guilt about that too. I was crying that I had a positive pregnancy test because, you know, I have friends, close friends who have tried and tried and lost and tried. And so, you know, I'm like, I'm upset because I got this pregnant pregnancy test that's positive, which somebody else would be like screaming jumping up and down for. So I tell my husband and his version of the story is a little different. He says I was looking at him crazy when he came home from work. Like I wanted to fight him. (laughs) He's like, what did I do? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So he's like, what's going on? And like, I couldn't even form my mouth to say the words. I just showed him the test. And he's like, well, that's great. And I'm like, is it? Like, dude, I got these two kids. And at the time, we worked in opposite directions. So I went one way and he went the other, which meant that he was not able to do anything with pick up, drop drop off, after school, nothing. It was all Mm -hmm. on me. Okay. So I was a little bit stressed about that. And so we ended up going to the first appointment and uh, my mom happened to be visiting that during that week. And she went with me. I told my husband, oh, don't worry about taking off work. You know, it's routine. We done done this already. It's not a big deal. We get there and the lady says, oh, well, you know, we do an ultrasound the first time, the first visit, just to make sure one, that there are no problems, that your dates are correct. And, you know, we can adequately age the pregnancy. So, okay, no big deal. They do the ultrasound and I have been so sick with morning sickness. Okay like way sicker than my other two pregnancies. And unbeknownst to me, my grandmother was telling my mom, I bet she's having twins. She's so sick. She's having twins. You know, old people know everything. They know everything. (laughs) (laughs) And so my mom is watching the ultrasound and she says, now just make sure that there's only one. And it was the nurse practitioner that was doing my ultrasound. And she says, well, let me see. And I'm thinking, that's not the usual response. They usually say, oh, yeah, it's definitely just one. I'm just, you know, checking fluid. She says, well. And I'm like, what does that mean? And I promise, time stood still. And she says, oh, yeah. Well, there's one. And there's two. (laughs) And I immediately begin sobbing on the table like oh my god that's why I've been so sick this whole time (laughs) and my mom just holding my hand like it's okay I'm like thinking to myself it's not okay I was just accepting oh there's gonna be an extra one now you're telling me there's an extra two what you know the doctor in me immediately starts thinking of all the stuff that could go wrong twin pregnancy you're high risk I'm old at this point for having kids per what they say and I'm like oh my goodness so 
that was something else I had to come to grips with. And so my sister-in-law had twins, had twin boys. And I ended up talking to her and she gave me a bunch of information and stuff that her doctor had told her and things to do. And I had a book to read and all this, like the importance, right? And so it made it a little bit better for me. But then my husband was like overprotective. Your one job is to take care of these babies. That's all you have to do. I'm like, no, that's not my one job. (laughs) So, and that is essentially the story of how I ended up with four kids. The oops pregnancy that then became a double pregnancy. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so now I have the four kids. Wow. Okay. So we have four kids, two dogs, which really means six kids because I know our dogs Uh are like kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then your husband. How did you, as a mom, as a woman, handle that in a sense of basically like your life just changed overnight? From the time that you heard that you were pregnant and then found out that it was two and then they were born and now you're still working at that same time, I'm sure. I'm sure you took some maternity leave, but you still were gun-ho, full-fledged forward with your practice and everything. So how did you do all of that? Yeah. The easy answer is literally the grace of God because some days I look back like I don't even know how this happened but we had to make a tough decision do I stay at this job which I had a long commute one or two days a week two days a week I had a long commute and it was in a rural part of Florida where the service went out and that was a problem for me so we had to kind of make a decision am I going to continue doing this for this pregnancy that I already know could have some complications or do we make a transition and we ended up deciding to go back home to Ohio And we moved in with my mom, who was able to help with the other kids at the time, help with the dogs. And then once the babies were born, was able to help with that. But it still was tough. And, you know, the pregnancy itself, fortunately, did not have any complications. I actually carried them until 38 weeks, which is like extremely long for twins because most of them are born early. So that was great. But then post-pregnancy, I had complications of migraines, which I had never had before, from sleep deprivation, dehydration, and I didn't know. So I was also breastfeeding. I should say that, too. Uh I was breastfeeding twins, and I was doing tandem feeding. So both babies at the same time, because I just felt like I didn't have time to do one at a time. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I'm going to go hard or go home, I guess. (laughs) So it was definitely a struggle. And again, looking back, there was a lot of it. I was definitely depressed. Mm -hmm. I would say postpartum depression really got me because I was, I just felt like I was struggling. And more than anything, I was struggling because literally all I'm doing is work. I go to work and I'm still taking kids and dropping them off. So that was still part of my responsibility. I was working in a different job where I was able to choose my hours, but I was basically working for four hours. I was squeezing eight hours of work into four hours. 
pick up my kids, come home, you know, this anymore. I just can't. So I found a different job that also was better, you know, better pay, more set hours, but still with a little bit of flexibility. But that came with another move. So then I moved to Louisiana, where I am now. And I started really evaluating things during this time, even before the move, you know, I got to do better, not just for the kids, but I got to do better for me because I was having that feeling. Now, did you recognize that feeling or did you have family members that were like, hey, are you okay? Because I know a lot of times people ask us, are we okay? And we're like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm all right. Because we're trying to do it all. So we hide it. Mm-hmm. Or did you recognize it and say, you know what? Something's got to give. I didn't recognize it for what it was. I knew that I was tired, but it was, well, what am I supposed to do? I've got, you know, twins and their babies and I'm breastfeeding and, you know, I'm still trying to work and doing all the same stuff that I was doing before. I think my family noticed it. Um, My husband and my mom noticed it, but instead of trying to, you know, have an intervention, they would try to gently say things hey why don't you go take a break we got this or you know go do something for yourself Uh and my response would always be well like what like the only thing that I want to do for myself right now is go to sleep you Uh know I don't want to hang out with my friend I want to sleep for like a week (laughs) if that is not possible then don't tell me go do something for myself (laughs) so looking back on it you know as I actually started to say, okay, what is this that I'm feeling? Then I started realizing, oh yeah, maybe, you know, there's some stuff going on. And to be honest, you know, it required some intervention. I actually did Mm -hmm. start seeing a counselor and I had a coach. Um, Now I had a business coach at the time, but if you know anything about business, you know, your personal mindset is going to have a great effect or a negative effect on your business. So there were some things that were being pointed out that I was like, oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, wait, let me figure this out. And the tipping point was I asked actually one of my, I call her my sister doc, okay, We went to medical school together. We actually had our kids around the same time in medical school. And so we've just kept in contact. And I actually asked her, and I'm thinking, good Lord, everybody saw it but me. (laughs) And I think that's why it's so essential to have community and people around you that can recognize things. Mm -hmm. They know when you are good and they know when you could use help. Because I think a lot of times as moms, we're like, I'm good. I got this. And even when people offer help, we're still like, I got this. And you may to a degree, but mm-hmm. help is okay too. Right. But you I don't love have that you to said, have it. Right. You don't have, I love it that you said, you know, you have your business coach, but then you also were able to get help somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I think especially um, when we're going through it. If I learn nothing else from all of this is how much I really have been a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. You know, even some of my closest friends did not know all of the stuff that was going on and how I was feeling. 
Well, because why would I tell them that? Because on the outside, they see what I want them to see. Mm-hmm. But one of the things now is I want you to know I am not perfect by any means. Sometimes I yell at my kids when I shouldn't. Sometimes they eat peanut butter and jelly because nobody feels like actually slaving in the kitchen and cooking something. And you know what? That's okay. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not a perfect mom. I'm never going to be a perfect mom because there's no such thing. So let's stop faking it and trying to put on that we are oh so perfect and all this. We got it together and we got Pinterest lunches and what have you. You know what? Maybe those people got that lunch thing down on Pinterest. <laughs> but I guarantee you there's some other stuff that they don't want you to know about that's not going to be on Pinterest. Right. So if one person stops faking the funk that they are this perfect mom or perfect wife, you can fill in whatever noun you want. <laughs> the perfect whatever, then I think the rest of us will feel a lot better and more open about not being perfect because we're looking at what is being portrayed. Uh-huh. Social media, television, movies, those are crafted and designed that way for a reason but it's nobody's reality and I think that definitely was one of the things that I had to get over you know almost like get over myself so I have another friend and we're part of the recovering perfectionist club because that's not who we want to be and particularly in medicine if there's any moms out there who are in medicine medicine shapes you to be perfect. It does. And even in that, because we're supposed to save lives and not let lives, you know, die and do everything. And even in that, it's flawed. Uh Because we also have to, as much as we celebrate life in medicine, we also have to celebrate the death too, because it's inevitable. So how do we approach that? And it's just, it's given me a, a different outlook just in everything. No, that's powerful right there. Because like you said, if we're so busy trying to portray that we're perfect, others that are looking at us, they're like, well, I couldn't do that. You know, she's perfect. She has everything organized, outlined. It's like, no, tell me the challenges, the failures, the lessons you've learned to get to that. Because no one has that perfect life. Right. No one. Right. It just doesn't happen. Wow. Okay. So we're a mom of four. We're working. We're doing that self-discovery of, what did you call it? Recovering perfection. Recovering perfectionist. <laughs> yeah, I need to join that club. <laughs> I got that. I really like that. So now what's happening in your life today? I know you're a mom that's making a move out here. Share some more. Like, what's happening? What are you doing? The newest thing that has come out of this. So I mentioned I had a business coach. And my business coach was actually pushing me. I'll say pushing. Pushing me in a direction. And my heart wasn't in it. And my heart kept coming back to twin moms. Like, we need something. So finally, I said, you know what? And I I did talk to somebody and she says, follow your heart. Like, it doesn't matter what somebody else says. Coach or not, follow your heart. You have something in you for a reason. And that's one of the things I love about your show. The way you said that the things that we go through in life, 
they're really not about us. Uh-huh. It's about helping others. Yeah. And I felt that so much. And so I said, you know what? There are twin moms that need to hear what I went through without trying to cover it up, without sugarcoating it so that they know, one, that they're not alone. And particularly the thing that really spoke to me was working twin moms. Uh Um, because I was in a lot of Facebook group for twin mom support and there are twin local twin mom clubs. And it's probably about 50, 50 in terms of moms that are staying at home and moms that actually work outside the home. But probably the large amount of the people that comment in the group or post questions were the ones that stay at home. And I just felt like you're not really helping me. Because those aren't the things that I'm really struggling with. And so, you know, kind of that thing is if you don't see it out there, that means, you know, maybe it's for you to create. And so I did. I kind of took that advice and I followed my heart and I created Twin Mom Chronicles. And it really is all about creating community, your village of working twin moms where you get support and judgment-free zone and the push to be a guilt-free mom, all of those things, because that's exactly what we need. And sometimes, again, you don't want to put all your kind of dirty laundry out there without knowing that somebody else will understand. And so I think a lot of us as moms across the board, but I think particularly twin moms suffer in silence because now there's also a disconnect between if I talk to you as a mom, you know, who just had one baby, you can maybe understand, but you can't fully understand what it is that I'm going through and how I feel having these two babies that I'm responsible for trying to feed you have if they were twins you know, think about their personalities right now, right? How you can see that going every which way. So that's really what I'm doing. And I do provide one-on-one support. So it's just between us, you know, nothing is shared or anything. But I also have an online community. I call it the club. It's our Mama Square Twin Working Moms Club that is also just your new village, Mm-hmm. So that we can all just interact and provide support and resources. Because really, I feel like that's what it's about. You know, not doing life alone, whatever stage of life that is. No, thank you for sharing that. Because I'm just thinking of your story from when you found out you were having twins and you cried. And now you're helping moms that have twins. So look at God. Look at that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Although he's not funny. He thinks he's funny, but he's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, it's not funny to us, but he's cracking up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like you said, you're using your story and journey for others. Right. And that's really what our life is all about, having impact in others. Yeah. The things that happen to us may not always feel good or look good at the moment, but it is good. Right. So right. All right. So before I let you go, we have something called the speed round here. Okay. I'm going to ask you questions. And being a mom of four, I know you got these things. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, I'm going to throw them out. And you can just give me your first thought. If you want to elaborate on any, that's good too. So being a mama four and working and moving, what is your go-to dinner? So you get home at night. What is something that you can just whip up and the kids love it? Oh, goodness. Well, it would be leftovers in my house because my husband actually is the chef. He enjoys cooking and I enjoy letting him cook. <laughs> so the easiest go-to for us is usually leftovers. If we pick something up, I'm picking up Chick-fil-A because the babies eat, love Chick-fil-A. Um, <laughs> yes. So that's easy enough. I'm trying to think, what do I cook usually that I actually have made some of these kind of where you get the same ingredients for a week and make different things out of it. So I actually made this rice bowl mm. that was instead of actual rice, cauliflower rice with meat and vegetables, almost like a stir fry. Everybody devoured it. And I love it because it's easy. Between the cauliflower rice and rice rice? <laughs> no. And my twins love rice. Like, if I just gave them a bowl of rice, they would eat that rice. They killed it and asked for more. And that's what I buy now. Usually, most of the time, I will buy the cauliflower rice. You can make it yourself. I did that before. I wouldn't recommend it unless you just, like, spending a whole bunch of time, like, shredding cauliflower. <laughs> no. Okay. But you can get it in the frozen bags, which still has all the same nutrients that you would get in the fresh put it in the microwave. I think it's like six minutes. Get your meat and vegetables already ready. Yes. <laughs> All right. Cauliflower rice. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what's your favorite word? Oh, my favorite word. This is not all deep, but I would have to say my favorite word is seriously. <laughs> seriously. Because I say that a lot. My husband said he's going to put it on my tombstone, <laughs> which says to me he's trying, he's looking for me to go before him. So I don't know how I feel about that. But, <laughs> but yes, <yeah>, seriously, <laughs> something happens. If something um, crazy happens, probably my first response is going to be seriously. <laughs> like seriously? Exactly. Okay. Seriously. <laughs> What's really going on here? Seriously. <laughs> I'm going to have to start using that word. Like my daughter uses, well, actually, well, actually, I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's always funny when they pick up that word too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Last question. What is your superpower? I thought I couldn't do something or I shouldn't do something because of my kids. Well, because I'm a mom. I have young kids. And now I actually look at it like, I do it because I have kids. Mm -hmm. So I think that being a mom really has given me those superpowers to be able to kind of do anything and be a little more fearless because there's no handbook for these children. <laughs> and we have conquered so much. Listen, if they're healthy, they're living, they're thriving, you already on your way so you know you did it without instructions and so many different ways to do it I think that's my superpower I would say that's your superpower too 
Thank you. So where can our listeners catch up with you, get more information? Well, you can go to my website. It is www.twinmomchronicles.com. And if you go to the website, you can actually pick up a free gift. I have a twin, a twin mom keeping your sanity guide that you can pick up there. It's actually good for just moms in general. There's some little secrets that I have in there that I found that take no time at all to do. So you can catch me on my website and find out more about me there. Or you can also follow me at Twin Mom Doctor. And that is T-W-I-N-M-O-M Doctor, D-O-C-T-O-R spelled out. And mostly I'm on Instagram, but I am across all the social media platforms. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing your story and your journey. It will truly be a blessing to not just twin moms, but moms. I know I gained a lot of information and knowledge just from talking to you. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. Thanks for joining us this week on Moms Making Moves Today podcast. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Moms Making Moves Today. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. See you next week.